welcome to the Service Industry Podcast. Here, you'll learn ways to grow and scale your business, marketing strategies, and a step-by-step plan from people who have done what you're trying to do. You deserve success and freedom of your time. Now, here's your host, Matt Smith. What's going on, guys? Matt here from the Service Industry Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. It is Friday. Friday, 545 p.m. and Mitch should be up north deer hunting and I'm sick and I should be at home probably watching TV, but we're not. So before we dive into this episode, uh, this episode is brought to you by my company, Service Industry Marketer. Service Industry Marketer helps home service businesses gain more leads and get more repeat business. Service Industry Marketer offers print marketing such as postcards, door hangers, business cards, yard signs, NCR forms, estimate sheets, and a lot more. Pretty much anything print related, we most likely offer it. We also specialize in Google AdWord management and Facebook ad management. How is Service Industry Marketer different from all the other marketing companies out there? Simple. We've done what you guys are trying to do. When hiring Service Industry Marketer, you can have confidence our team has helped hundreds of other home service companies all around the world scale, and we can do the same for you. So visit our website at serviceindustrymarketer.com for pricing and more information. And as always, the URL is in the show notes. So we're diving in today. I got Mitch here with me. Mitchell, how's it going? Good. How you doing, brother? Good. So we're talking about, and I'm going to let him kind of take the lead here just like last time, but what we call like your essential funnel. Um, and this could be like a three hour podcast, but we're going to probably try to dim it down to like 40 minutes or so. Um, but this is one of those episodes that you're probably going to want to go and listen to like five times and take notes. So if you're driving in the car, listen through it, but just be prepared that there's going to be so much valuable info in this episode that, um, there's a good chance you probably will need to listen to it multiple times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This is just like we, like he said, it's the essential funnel. And we believe that if you have all of these things, there's going to be like nine topics that we're going to cover individually. But if you have all of these things in place, um, it's going to like essentially be your workhorse. And the nice thing about it too, is once you get it in place, a lot of this stuff is like set it and forget it. So once you get your email, like nurture sequences in place, you know, every time you get a new lead or a new email address or a post purchase, um, you know, email, it's already going to be done and they're just going to get funneled into that nurture sequence and they're going to automatically go through it. Um, and that's, we want to help you guys get all that in place. So I don't know if you guys are using email softwares right now. If you're not, you definitely should be. And you should look into someone that we like is Clavio and you can set up all these flows and it will essentially be your workhorse. So let's dive into it. Um, And like we said, this essential funnel is really built on the four pillars that we've talked about. Leads, customers, average order value, frequency of purchase. So this is how you're going to help a new potential customer or lead go from being a lead to a customer, um, getting them to purchase and then getting them to purchase multiple times from you. So number one is uh, your content. So this is going to be the part of the funnel that's your bait. And you're going to want to choose a piece of con or a piece of content that will attract your ideal buyer. And this stage is going to take time, right? You're going to go through a lot of different pieces of content before you might find your one or two pieces that end up being your home run. And it also goes back to the podcast we talked about before on knowing who your buyer is, because it's going to make it a lot more easy on you if your content is showing up to the right people. So 
the right person with the right offer at the right time is how Facebook ads or any type of advertising works. And to start with that, you have to know your buyer. So if you don't, go back and listen to our other podcasts. We help you guys try to figure out who your ideal buyer is on more of a holistic level, not just a really basic level like homeowners. We want you to dive in a lot more deep than that. So go back and listen to that episode. But this is your content. So what is it? What type of content are you guys doing right now where you can sit back and say like, you know, this is my main piece of content that is getting a lot of our traction. And if you don't have that, you know, try to start thinking of that. So Matt, maybe you have some ideas on good pieces of content that, you know, might help them start their funnel. I think like, here's the deal guys, like regardless of what kind of home service business you own, like, and I think most people would probably agree with this, like what we do like in our home service companies just is not that sexy. So it's like, we, we need to get creative and, you know, for a lot of guys in the space, that's hard to do. Um, but I'm like kind of feeling like even more so now, like, you know, you see people and Mitch, we were just talking about this, like, uh, you know, why should you get like, here's an article of why you should get your air ducts clean. Like, yeah, someone might read that. Like if they are wanting to get their air ducts clean and they know absolutely nothing about it, like they might click through and read the article, right. That you reposted or, or maybe it's a blog you wrote. Um, but like I, and I know this is kind of weird, but I kind of think like as a business owner, getting, creating video content around like the depths of your company that people don't normally see, um, whether that's like a vlog style video or like, like you just becoming the face of your company and showing all the different types of um, areas inside the business of the operations that most people wouldn't normally get to see. I think people find that kind of stuff interesting um, and really becoming, I hate this word, but almost becoming like the celebrity of your service in your area. And I think video content for home service companies is the way to do that. Yeah, that's super powerful. And like he said, you know, like some people aren't going to be as interested in, you know, maybe a lead magnet where you're giving away seven reasons why you should get your air ducts cleaned. But it might not feel like they even think that like video content is as good, but it's more subliminal. Like even though they might not submit their email on your video about, you know, your truck's heading off in the morning, they're still going to watch it and it's still going to be in the back of their mind. And you're still going to be able to retarget those people based on how they interact with your content. So you guys have to find a couple pieces of content. Um, like we said, lead magnets aren't always bad. It's definitely worth testing. If you have a service that people are, you know, might like, for example, like if you're, this is completely not related to the home service, but a good example of a lead magnet would be like, if you're, if you're a cooking company or you sell like, or you have recipes, like coming up with like set the top seven recipes for keto or whatever, like that's considered a lead magnet. So if you guys have a service that might be good for something like that, where people are interested in maybe like the top seven things um, for your service that might get them, the whole point is for them to click on it and they're going to exchange their contact information for the value that they're going to get out of your lead magnet. So that's one way, that's one piece of content you might be able to do. Another piece of content you might be able to do is a giveaway. And Matt and I have talked about this being super powerful because um, let's say for Matt's business, he offers window cleaning, right? 
and we run a Facebook ad with a video of Matt because he does a lot of content already. So they already recognize his face. When we do a video views campaign and it's Matt offering a free window cleaning on a two-story house. But the only way you can do that is if you go like the Dirt Hunters Facebook page and you enter your email on a landing page that you built. But then the cool part is, is you're going to find that anyone who enters their email is serious or might be a potential client for their windows getting clean because if they didn't care, then they wouldn't obviously enter their email. So giveaways are something that you guys should really consider if you're, you know, company can handle it i guess yeah i think like <clears throat> i think there's actually a lot of because i've seen it there's a lot of guys out there that do giveaways but like they just have no strategy behind it they don't know like like for instance i've seen dudes give away like a free house washing like you know like this post and comment below to get entered in for a free house washing like okay cool that did zero for you like there's there's no plan other than them hoping like well, maybe someone who doesn't win, who commented, will reach out to us and ask for a quote. Like, okay, it might work or it might happen. But the whole idea here is to get them to give you their email address. So, and I'll let Mitch dive into this more, but essentially so we can start to market to them nonstop, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, while we're talking about it, I'll get right into just the giveaway. We recommend, you know, giving away something that has a value of at least $100 because that is obviously going to be more enticing to a potential customer than something that's not. And make it related to your brand. We see a lot of people give away like an iPad or something just to try to like collect emails, but make it related to your brand. So if you do house washing, give away a free house washing. But to Matt's point is you have to have a funnel or a structure in place to where you are utilizing the most possible. So when they do enter their email, it's not just a set, like they don't just forget about you if they don't win. So one cool way that, or another like little strategy that we do is to make it so more than one person wins. So you can give, you know, one person wins the main prize, but then, you know, I guess, let me back up real quick. So when that person enters their email, you guys have to make sure that your email nurture sequence is in place. So you're going to set up just a quick little flow in an email. It could be something really generic, but as soon as they enter their email, it's going to trigger the email flow to get sent. So I'm going to say, you know, Hey, we are offering free, win like a free window cleaning on your house to anyone who enters their email and likes dirt hunter page. If I go enter my email, that's going to trigger it instantly. I'm going to get an email to my inbox that says, Hey, like this is Matt from the Dirt Hunter. Just want to say thank you for entering our contest for the giveaway. We appreciate you. Maybe it's a little bit of an about us video explaining to them what the Dirt Hunter is all about, what your mission is, what your goals are, how you're impacting the community, all that good stuff. And then that's the first email of your flow. So then maybe a day later they get another email. Um, and then two days later they get another email from you explaining maybe a little bit more about your business or telling them a story about your business or something about the um, giveaway that you're doing. So maybe it's something about your house washing, how it's valuable or whatever your service is. Tell them a little bit. So by the time they get through the end of this flow, they're going to feel like they know the owner or they know your business and you're going to start creating that rapport with that customer, right? So when you give it away, you're going to pick one winner. They're going to win the house washing, right? But everyone else that goes through your sequence they're going to go through a six or seven email sequence. Um, and then you're also going to give away some to non-winners. You're going to give them a gift too. So say a couple hundred people enter their email, one person wins. 
but maybe you give a 20% off discount. So now the next time you can send an email campaign to anyone that entered that flow and maybe you exclude the winner, but you can send another email campaign to anyone that was in that flow and give them a maybe 20% off. So now you know you have a couple hundred people on your email list or however big, it's gonna depend on how much budget you throw at it for your ads. But now you know that everyone else on that email list was already interested in the house wash. And so you know you have potential clients and those people will still convert even if they don't win the main house washing giveaway. They're still going to feel like they won something. And that's how you can start creating your list. But if you just do a giveaway and you say, you know, comment, you know, the one reason why you want to win this giveaway, and then you have no structure in place, that's not going to do anything for your business. You got to make sure that you have that structure in place. Um, And it starts with like that email. Email is going to be huge for you guys throughout this whole process. We want you guys to start implementing it because like we've talked about, it's, it's free marketing and you can create that bond and nurture that bond with your customers better than any other platform. So that could be a giveaway. That might be one of your pieces of content, like maybe a lead magnet, maybe a giveaway and make sure that you have that stuff in place because some of this might be continuous. You might run a giveaway and get 200 emails, give one away, sell three other house washing and it, you know, you got a three time return on your ad spend for running the giveaway. So you don't know a giveaway might be a piece of content that ends up being your home run and that might continuously be on in the background, just continuously feeding your funnel. Yeah. And how about like, let's say you, you land jobs from that, right. But then you have all your repeat business from that later on. Right. So it's like, it's, it's really, even if you got, you know, two, three jobs out of it and you're able to convert those people to, to you know, use you yearly, it's just a no brainer. Yep. And then also you might be able to take, if you did run like a video views or you send them to a landing page, you're going to be able to retarget all those people that watched like maybe 10% of the video, 25% of the video, 75% of the video, you can do it based on seconds. So if they watch 10 seconds of your video, or if you send them to a landing page and you have your pixel set up, you can retarget that landing pages website based on the URL. And so maybe those people that were kind of interested, but didn't really feel like giving you their email, but they were, they had enough interest to click on the app. You're going to be able to retarget those people. And you might be able to throw five, $10 on a retargeting ad down the road. But that's how you're starting to feed your funnel. Now you have a giveaway. You have people entering your email, entering their email address, signing up for your nurture intent. You're going to continuously email these people once, twice a week. So they're constantly going to be thinking about you. Next thing you know, if they, whether they enter their email or not, now you're going to show up with another ad on Facebook because they landed on your website, which you have your pixel set up on. And you can see the continuous flow of how, how you can continually build your funnel and how people are going to continuously keep entering into it. So got to come up with some kind of some kind of piece of content that's going to always feed your funnel. Yeah, guys. And like, I feel like, you know, only because a lot of people don't talk about it much, but like you guys don't understand how powerful email is. I mean, Mitch, let's give the example of, gosh, was it yesterday or the day before we launched a new landing page for uh, the air duct part of Dirt Hunter's um uh, our company and literally just, it's, it's brand new, right? The service we're offering is brand new. Like nobody knows we, we do it yet really. And we turned on the landing page. We sent out an email to a couple thousand emails and all day long. Cause we get notified in our phone when somebody's on the website, like what city they're from. It was just going off nonstop. 
And that was literally all from email. And it was, and so like, not only were people on the website all day long responding to emails, but we got a bunch of, uh, form submissions asking for quotes for air duct cleaning, like, and it was free. So capturing these emails and segmenting them into different groups. So, you know, where they came from, if they're customers, if they're leads, if they're giveaway emails, all that kind of stuff is super important because then you can build your strategy around that on the, the type of content you're sending out to them. Yep, exactly. So that's number one in the essential funnel is coming up with your content. That is evergreen. You are never going to be able to stop creating that content, especially in today's age. You guys have to be creating content because that's how you're going to get in front of your potential clients. If you don't have content out there or you're not running ads, nobody's going to know you exist. So come up with your content. Like we said, the examples, maybe a lead magnet if your service allows it. You know, if you think that people will be interested in downloading the value that you have to offer. Two, maybe do a giveaway. And then like Matt touched on in the beginning, just start doing video content. Just start recording what your daily life is in your business. People actually do care about like seeing that, especially on a local level. If they know you, they want to see what's going on in your business. They want to see what's happening behind the doors and they're interested in it. So just show them your daily life, kind of like a vlog, but just, you know, just enough to where they can see what's going on. So choose your content and that's going to be evergreen. That's always going to be running because that's what's going to start your funnel and you're always going to be wanting to feed your funnel. So that's one. Two is making sure your Facebook pixel is installed. We talked about it a little bit just now, but you guys have to make sure your pixel is installed because if anyone goes to your website and you don't have that installed, you are never going to be able to retarget them. So even if you send out direct mail or you're doing AdWords or you're doing Facebook or you do those content pieces, if people end up on your website, you want to be able to retarget. You want to start building those audiences. So in six months from now or a year from now, you have a big audience of people that have ended up on your website and you can even segment it based on what page they end up on. So make sure your Facebook pixels installed because especially if you're doing Facebook or AdWords, you have to have that just so you can have the ability to retarget them. Yeah, guys. And this is like why it's so important even from scratch of like just building a website to whoever, I mean, we build websites, but whoever you partner up with to do this, make sure they know how to do everything we're talking about because I can't tell you like, I mean, we do it all the time, but like somebody will come for, come to us and they want help with emails or they want help with Facebook and their pixel and all that stuff. But they, somebody else built the website and you know, maybe that person's still in the picture. Maybe they're not, but it's just like, it's, it's messy. You know what I mean? And so like, this isn't a plug to like, Hey, hire us to do your website, but this is a plug to like, whoever does do your stuff. Like make sure you're smart on who you're hiring. Not, not just a web designer, but like somebody who understands the entire package. Um, because I can't tell you how often like we're doing Facebook ads for somebody and Mitch is like, okay, like we got to get your, your pixel set up on your site and their web designers like, huh? Yeah. I mean, and they just, they can't figure it out or that web designer doesn't exist anymore. And so that person doesn't have anyone and we can't get in their site because it's a WordPress site. They don't have the username. It's just a mess. Right? So when you're getting your website created, make sure this is all getting set up. Like, yeah, it might cost you, you know, five, six, seven grand to do everything, but then it's done. Yeah. Done forever. Done forever. Once your pixel's on, it's on. Once your website's built, like, you know, it's at least good until you feel like it's outdated and you got to update it. But like he said, there's a lot of times where we're like, what's your website built on? And you guys don't, you don't even know what it's built on. 
and it makes it really hard for us to be able to help you guys when we can't get in there. So if you're going to pay somebody to do your website, just do your research. Take the time, actually care. Take the time to figure out where are they building it on? Are you going to have access to it? Do they own the, like who owns the domain? Are you buying the domain or are they? All that stuff matters and, and it's going to, you know, pay off for you down the road to put the work in up front and actually care about what's going on and not just paying someone random to do it. So two is make sure your Facebook pixel is installed because that's going to allow you to be able to do all your retargeting, which is one of the most important parts down the road because you're not always going to convert. Like I said in the last podcast, only 3% of an audience might, like a cold audience might convert the first time. So 97% of the people are going to get half, are going to be half to touch maybe 10, 12 times. We don't really know the number, but a lot of people will have to be touched more than once before they actually pull out their wallet and pay for your services. So it might be one of the most important things. So three is create your nurture sequence. So this is what we talked about. All the traffic that like visits your content piece um, and they attempt to leave your store, they'll get a chance to join your email list. So you guys need to have exit intent pop-ups and percent off pop-ups where you're always trying to capture these people's email and then always dropping them in a nurture sequence. So say I go to your website and you guys have a pop-up that says, hey, join our email list, get 10% off your first service with us, right? As soon as I enter my email, I'm gonna get dropped into a email sequence where it's gonna be an about us. It's gonna tell them about our services, what we offer. Maybe it's gonna be one email about each, like each service you offer over a 14-day period. It's a long time. You can break this up into a long time, but you're going to want to touch them like 10, 12 times after they enter their email and don't feel like you're spamming them because they entered their email in the first place. And if they don't want to see your stuff, they will unsubscribe promise. So don't feel like you're, you know, bombarding them because one, they gave you their email in the first place because that's why you put it on there. They gave you their email in exchange because the value of your 10% off discount is higher in their opinion than giving away their information. So Create your nurture sequence. That's what everything is going to be built on. That's how you're going to build the trust with your potential customers. You're going to nurture that relationship. And then by the time that they do go to buy, they are going to have a real relationship with you guys. And it's not just a, you know, what you guys are doing now or what a lot of companies that we see are doing now is just, you know, running just a a normal organic post on Facebook and they never actually build that relationship with that customer. So you got to think about it as a relationship. This isn't a one night stand. You're trying to marry these people. So um, that is that. You got to create your nurture sequence. And we'll go into that in a, a couple other episodes as well. You know, going over what platforms we use and showing you guys maybe how we set up those um, email lists. So, so then number four, that leads us into your percent off sequence. So I don't know how many of you guys have a pop up on your website where you are trying to collect emails, but you need to be if you're not. Uh, our website for Brave American. I can't tell you, we have a, a specific code that we give them for popping up. Like it says, hey, thanks for, uh, or like join our Brave American community and get access to our exclusive discounts and join a community or whatever. And when they click it, it gives them, they enter their email, it gives them a code. I can't tell you how many people have used that code. So we're able to tell that that's how many people, and we can tell on our email, um, like CRM to how many people are in that thing. But you guys would be so surprised how many people will actually use that percent off probably like at least half yeah probably so so how many people are you guys 
And it might be that one, that little bit extra that gets them to buy your service because maybe they don't want to spend $200, but if you give them 10% off, that might be just enough. And for you, you know, depending on where the traffic's coming from, like you can afford to give them 10% off, especially if you have a reoccurring business. Yeah, for sure. I mean, here's the deal, guys. Again, we've said it a million times, like quit getting obsessed over your margin on the first time you service a client. Like, yeah, I want you to make money, but the whole idea to have a sustainable business and to scale is that understanding, hey, my first time I service this client, if I break even or make a little bit of money, I'm winning. The money's on the back end when you service them again and again and again. And so this is why we're talking about all this stuff. So this happens. Yep. And so if somebody does sign up for that 10% off, guess what? They're going to go into a different email flow than somebody who signs up for like our nurture sequence flow. So they're going to go into a separate 10% off flow. And that flow, the first email is going to be a email about the coupon. So there's going to be a pop-up after they hit their email. It's going to pop up. It's going to give them a code and say that they can use it right there without even having to leave the website. But it's also going to send them an email automatically that talks about the discount code, says, welcome to the Brave American family, tells them a little bit about us. Maybe it has an about us video in there that they can click and watch where they can see who the owners are, who the employees are, how big you are, what type of services you offer. And then it's going to drop them into a flow again. So now they're going to get six or seven emails explaining everything about Brave American or whatever, whoever your company is. And it's going to touch them six or seven more times. So now, and guys, it, it just works because you're able to go in and you're able to see on your email sequence, maybe email three generated you revenue because they went and bought or they called you or whatever. And so on the back end, we're able to see, I can't tell you how many times if they don't buy the first time, maybe by email five, they come back and buy. Yeah. That just happened today. Yep. So it's just creating that relationship. They feel like they know you after email four or five. Plus, like I just said, it takes multiple touches to be able to convert them. They're not always going to convert on the first time from cold traffic. So just those touches, try to get six, seven, eight touches like as soon as possible, whether it's maybe it's the giveaway the first time or they enter their email in the pop-up, they're going to get uh, another pop-up with a code. Now they're going to get an email, maybe email two, maybe Facebook retargeting three. Like you just got to count up those touches as much as possible because that's how you're going to get the most convert, like the highest conversion rate. So set up your um, percent off. Another thing that you guys need to set up is your exit intent. So there's actually software out there where say I'm on a desktop and I'm scrolling through your website or whatever. And as soon as my mouse leaves the screen and it goes up to maybe like the exit or off, like, you know, there's like a gray border where you can go up to your tabs. If my mouse leaves the screen, a exit intent will pop up and give them a coupon or say like, wait, don't leave. Like, here's your coupon or whatever. And that's another way where you can capture their email. So maybe they exited out of the 10% off when they first, you know, got on the website. Maybe they looked at a few pages. They're like, all right, I'm going to back out or whatever offer them an email or offer them a discount one more time and just one more chance for you to try to capture their email. And then once again, if they enter it there, they're going to go into a similar email um, sequence, just like our 10% off. But depending on what your content is on that exit intent, you're going to structure your email. So it's congruent with that. So, you know, like for 10% off, if they get an email, if they go, like do the 10% off the email sequence, the first email is going to be relative to what they entered their email in. So if your exit intent is, you know, maybe an about us, like then your email is going to be an about us. Just keep it congruent. But 
Make sure you have an exit intent. It just gives you one more chance before they exit out to be able to capture their information and then eventually build that trust, nurture the relationship, and then, you know, be able to um, build that over time. So that is five, six, uh, create your upsell sequence. So I'm going to let Matt talk about this. He has a, um, a good upsell strategy and a lot of you guys have heard it, but I'll let him talk. About yeah. That. I mean, there, there's two steps to it, right? There's the, the estimate sheet that we have. Um, we created these estimate sheets where essentially when we go out and quote a home, we price that that potential client for every service we offer. You guys have heard me say this a lot, uh, but we, we price that client for every service we offer. And we do that for two reasons. One, uh, because we like to have all those numbers in our records. So two years down the road when Mrs. Jones calls and, and she wants window cleaning, but we did house washing two years prior. Well, we got that quote in our system, but even more importantly, it's for the homeowner because when she calls us for a house wash and then she, we go there and we quote her for house washing and window cleaning. And she sees that we have house washing slash window cleaning packages, right? Then she's much more apt to pick a package that is more expensive and includes more services. And a lot of times it it's also a way to inform people of the services you offer because if she looked us up on Google for house washing and clicked our, you know, an ad, she probably doesn't even know that we offer window cleaning or gutter cleaning or roof cleaning. So when we price her for everything, she goes, oh, I didn't know you guys had roof cleaning on here. Like, yeah, throw that in too. The second step of it is when our office manager calls to schedule them or to follow up on that estimate, that lead, she's going to schedule them. And let's say she goes, okay, yep. Uh, we want your basic house wash package. Okay, perfect. Um, did you get a chance to look at the estimate sheet? Uh, Matt had a note in here that you needed gutter cleaning as well. And that was 149. Is that something you might be interested in? So not only do we have the estimate sheet working for us, and that's the cool thing is like, majority of the quotes we do, nobody's home. So it upsells for us without us having to, you know, be salesy or high pressure. Like nobody likes that, but people love options. And so we give them options on our estimate sheet. And then when we schedule them, that's when, you know, if you want to call it salesy or, or whatever, that's when we ask them, you know, human to human interaction. Uh, and we try to upsell them a little bit there, but of course only on things that they actually need. So First thing is the estimate sheet, giving them options. And the second thing is making sure you have a system in place when you're following up on your leads or scheduling those clients um, to to ask them because sometimes people just forget, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a great way to increase your average order value like we talked in the last podcast too. Like just increasing these four levers by 10%, you know, in that example, it increased your revenue by like 45%. Yeah. So it's it's crucial. You guys have to try to increase your average order value. There's just nothing wrong. Like why some of you don't do that. I still am just baffled. Yeah. And it's easier. It's a weird, it's a weird mindset thing, but like when somebody has already made the choice to spend $300 on a house wash and then you as a professional tell them that, Hey, I also would suggest doing this and this like while we're here. Um, it's this weird thing where it's like, price almost isn't even an issue at that point. It's just like, okay, they're telling me I should do this. They're already out here. I'm already spending a lot of, screw it. I'll just do it kind of thing. And then they just pull out their wallet and they do it. Right. And so I, I think just 
I mean, people are just so scared to like make that suggestion to their customers because they're scared that people are going to look at them as like too salesy or high pressure. Um, you just got to get your, just be a real human being and just offer people what they need. That's all. Yeah. And be confident in it too. Like yeah. if they actually need it, then offer it to them. Don't, if, if it's something that they don't need, like people will be able to read you. So if you're not being authentic, like they'll be able to tell, but if you're being authentic, just offer it. Like try it for 30 days and just see what happens. Like get over that hump of not being able to ask and just see what happens. So that's that one. So the next one is create your post-purchase flow. This is another email flow that your buyers are going to get dropped in after they purchase from you. So somebody buys your service, you know, what are you guys doing right now to touch them? How are you guys creating that bond? after they've purchased from you to get them to come back and purchase or per- and more and more and more or down the road when they're thinking of it. Like sometimes like the going back to real estate, like people, after people bought from like a realtor, they don't even remember who their realtor was. Maybe you guys have bought houses before. Like tell me who your realtor was that you bought the house you're in from now. And I think the stat is like 75% of the people can't even remember who their realtor was. And you guys are probably no different if you're not following up with them because people just don't, Probably worse, probably worse because someone is buying a house. It's like their biggest asset. Like you going out, cleaning their windows, their carpet, their lawn, whatever you do, it's like in comparison just doesn't matter. Yeah. So like if they don't remember the realtor, like do you actually think they're going to remember you? And like I've seen some of you guys on the forums and on the Facebook groups like, no, my clients remember me. Like I take, no, dude, they don't. They just don't. Like I'm sorry. Like maybe, maybe like, one out of a hundred do, but they just don't. Yeah. I mean, you might have some personal friends that usually yeah. something like they're going to remember you obviously, but if you're, if you have a real business and you're working with people that you don't know and you're attracting new buyers, they're not going to remember you because they just don't care. So your post purchase flow is in place. So every time that that person, every time a new client comes in and actually buys from you, they're going to get dropped into a post purchase flow. And maybe email one is a video of you saying, Hey, this is Matt Smith, CEO of the Dirt Hunter. I just wanted to personally say thank you for using our company and getting your windows cleaned or whatever. Maybe you have a different flow for every service, so it's completely customizable. So maybe he has one video that says, I want to thank you for getting your roof cleaned. And if you get a roof cleaning job, you drop that customer in that sequence. Or if they get a window cleaning, you drop them in that sequence. And it's just super personal and it's talking directly to the customer. So I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. We appreciate your business. We look forward to servicing you again. And I hope you, you know, had a great customer experience while working with us or whatever it is. That's email one. And then maybe you just touch them every so often. Maybe at the beginning, it's kind of fast. And then, you know, once a month you touch them, at least they're going to get touched from you once a month. So maybe a year from now, when they go to get their windows cleaned again, the first person they think of is going to be you. So create your post-purchase flow. Just doesn't have to be crazy. Just have something in front of them. So once you're done servicing them, and this is a set it and forget it, guys. If you can set up 12 months worth of emails twice a week, once the flow is built, it's done. And then all you have to do is every time you get a buyer, drop them in that flow. And then you know that they're going to get touched for the next once a week for the next year. And then you'll be able to stay in front of them. So create it and it will be done and it'll be worth it because that's how you're going to continue the nurture bond between you and your client. And eventually, by the time you get through this funnel, you're Hopefully your nurture bond is so strong that they continuously buy from you and that's how you're going to increase your frequency. So create a post-purchase flow somehow. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. It's not just email. 
we we run ads on Brave American that say to everyone that purchased from us, we we can say, hey, thank you so much for purchasing from us. We wanted to give you a 20% off discount for the next time you want to come back and shop with us. We appreciate you. Without you guys, we would not have a business and we would not be able to support the veteran community. So thank you from the bottom of our heart for purchasing and trusting us with your business, whatever. And then maybe it's a video of one of us. So now when they go on Facebook two days later, after they have your service done, now they're going to see a video from you as the CEO that says, hey, thank you for trusting us for getting your windows cleaned. We really appreciate your business and we look forward to servicing you in the future. Simple. It's going to cost you like no money because your audience might not be that big right now. So your targeting is going to be pretty small. It's not going to cost you a ton and it's going to be just enough of a touch that's going to make an impact on those people and they're not going to want to use anyone else in the future because of the experience that they had the first time. So create some kind of post-purchase flow for your buyers. And then lastly is your Facebook ad retargeting. So the whole central funnel has three drop-off points, right? One is the content piece two is on your website and three is getting them to buy. So you're going to want to increase those touch points and reminders with your potential buyers to help bring them back to your store and complete, you know, their purchase, right? And so our retargeting strategy is going to be what helps them get through that part of the funnel. So if you don't have your pixel in place, which is why pixel was number two, if you don't have that in place, it's going to be tough for you to be able to retarget them on Facebook or anything because even on Facebook, you can upload your email list, every, anything. You can do so much with your Facebook pixel. So you have to have that in place. But that's what's going to help get those people pushing them through the funnel. You know, how are you retouching? Like if, if someone enters their email, how are you retouching with them until the point that they buy? So got to have your Facebook ad retargeting in place. And there's a ton of different strategies that we could do um, or talk about. We could be here forever talking about just different all the different like custom audiences you can do, like uploading your email list, retargeting website visitors, creating lookalike audiences, um, video views, anything. There's just a ton. There's a ton of stuff that you guys can do to retarget those people after they've gotten to your funnel but not converted yet. So that is a huge one on being able to convert those leads into customers because we've said multiple times only a small percentage of those people are going to convert on the first time that they hear or see about you or your service. Yeah, I mean, how many people like, you guys probably do it too, but like how many people go, man, like I'd really like to get my windows cleaned or let's let's even talk about like maybe a higher ticket item. Like, like hey, we need to get a new roof or we need a new furnace or air conditioner. Like, let's just see what's online. They Google it and your site pops up and they go to it and, and hopefully your site has information they're looking for and, and they toy around in there. But you know, it's a $15,000 purchase for a roof for your home. So like they back out cause like obviously they're not quite ready. Like why would you not be retargeting them on Facebook? Because even if maybe it's 30 days from now, right? They're like, all right, we're ready to pull the trigger on the roof and you've been retargeting the crap out of them for the last 30 days. Who, like you're the only company they're going to think of. Especially if it's good content. Yeah. So if you guys are doing videos, maybe they log back on Facebook and you have sweet drone footage with a like B-roll drone footage. And then next thing you know, it's you as the CEO on a job site explaining how, you know, your company is different and how your integrity and your mission and, and you know, the products you use or whatever is better than your competition's. 
And next thing you know, they see maybe a video from you and then maybe an ad from like a photo from you and then a testimonial ad from one of your clients. Like, of course, they're going to buy from you in 30 days. Yeah. And it's like, I know you guys are saying right now, like, well, I don't really have, I don't have a drone. I don't have a way to make, yeah, I know you don't. So go hire somebody to do it because once it's done, it's done. And you can reuse that video forever on a retargeting ad. So when new clients come in or new potential prospects come in, boom, that video retargets them. You have it forever. Get up on the roof and stand on the peak of the roof and have somebody up there freaking filming you on a three-story house up, you know, three stories in the air and do something sweet that is like out of the box creative where people are like, dang, that's a sweet company. Like I want to use them. Like you make your, your service look cool. Like if you're a roofer, get up on an effing roof and make it look sweet. You know what I mean? Like yeah, grab make people's it look attention. Cooler than it is. Yeah. Like it's possible. Like I'm the least creative person ever. And I've been in that boat where I've said, I'm just not a creative person. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't, but it's just, but you're, you're just lazy. Like, yeah. It's literally just being lazy because there's so many small ways even that you can get creative. Just like Matt explained. And Matt's not a very creative person either. He just came up with that on his own. Yeah. But come up with something because in the cool part is, is like he said, that, that is going to be something that will be able to run forever because the way you can set up from your pixel on retargeting ads is maybe you create a custom audience of website traffic in the past 30 days because that is your highest intent buyers. They are like the ones that are have been to your website the most recent. Anyone over 30 days, depending on your service, might not be as serious. But that video will continuously run to new people if you're driving traffic to your website. And so that, that audience is going to dynamically update. So after I've been off your website for 31 days, I'm booted from that audience. So that one, like once you have those type of ads in place, you can leave them running forever because you're never, you're always going to continuously, it's going to be continuously updating that audience. So once you, like you said, go hire someone if you don't know how to do it or go learn. Like if you have time, go buy a drone and learn and then get it in place. And once it's in place, it's one more thing that once you get it in place, you know, obviously this is something that's going to be in place that you won't have to touch as much where like the top of your funnel, you're always going to have to be coming up with new content and stuff like that. But your retargeting ads, once you find one that like is good, once you have a good review on there or get reviews from your customers, like we're going to talk about ways where some of the emails in your nurture sequences after post-purchase are going to ask them for video reviews. So imagine somebody goes to your website from AdWords, doesn't end up buying, leaves your website, and then two days later they go back on Facebook. Well, now they're in that 30-day window and you're retargeting them with a video view of your roof clients because maybe you segment your URL on your pixel. So you're only going to target somebody that fell on this landing page, this URL, and you know it's roof cleaning. So if they ended up on roof cleaning, maybe you show them a roof cleaning testimonial from one of your videos. So they leave your website, they go back on Facebook. Next thing you know, you're going to have maybe a customer or maybe you have somebody else do it for you, but highlight all the pain points that somebody might not purchase from you and have it be in that review. So maybe it's, it's price or they're worried about quality or they're worried about what products you use. Is it uh, whatever, like, is it not healthy for the environment? Whatever services you guys offer, have that be in the testimonial so you can try to check off all of the reasons, all the objections that might come up in the process. So that that's one type of like Facebook ad retargeting. Have a video views. Maybe 
have and then hit the same audience with another video of you performing the service and introducing yourself as the CEO. And then maybe you had another retargeting offering them a discount because maybe it was price, but you have a 40% margin that you're that you can still work with and you can give them 5, 10, 15% off and that might be just enough to get them to convert. So now they've seen a video reviews. Now they've seen a video of you as the owner explaining your services. Now you hit them with a 10% off coupon. That might be just enough to get them to convert. Yeah, so like like that was a lot right there. So like let me walk you guys through what this would look like in real life. Mrs. Jones wants her carpet cleaned. Where does she go? She doesn't know anybody. She goes to Google. She types in carpet cleaner near me. You pop up because you're running AdWords. She clicks on your ad. It takes her to a landing page of carpet cleaning, right? She goes through, maybe she fills out a form, right? On your website, she backs out. You call her, you give her a price. She goes, ah, I have to think about it. Okay, no problem. Mrs. Jones gets on Facebook later that night and your ad pops up in front of her of a customer going, oh my gosh, I just used ABC carpet cleaning here in Detroit, Michigan. And I got to tell you, Tom, he's amazing. He came out, he cleaned my carpets. They like, I thought I might have to replace them, but after they got done, they look brand new. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. ABC carpet cleaning. Boom. She sees that. She's like, Hmm, that's weird. Like even today, like people don't even understand like, wow, what's the coincidence of that popping up in front of me? So now you have some social proof, right? Somebody who got your services left a review and she saw it's building trust tomorrow or, you know, three, four days down the road, Mrs. Jones gets another ad. It's you. And it's a professional video. You hired somebody. You're steam cleaning somebody's carpet. It's the nastiest carpet in the world. You're watching it go from black to white in front of your eyes, right? You're building more trust. You're showing Mrs. Jones that, hey, we know what we're doing. We know how to clean carpets. It doesn't matter what your carpet looks like. We can make it clean. Okay. Imagine going through this process. And then the next thing, Five, six days later, Mrs. Jones gets a 15% off coupon, pops up on her Facebook page. Who knows at what video or what ad she eventually goes, F it, I'm freaking hiring these people. Like, like I've, I went to their website. Yeah, they were a little expensive, but I saw the testimonial. I saw the video of them doing it. Here's 15% off. It brings it to, I'm just going to do it. Calls, gets a 15% off coupon. You got a job, right? When you turn this on, you just leave it on forever. And like Mitch said, if you want to set it to 30 days, after 30 days, that person's gone. So Mrs. Jones sees your ads for 30 days, but doesn't buy at day 31. She doesn't see your ads anymore. You're not spending money on her. Right. So it's just very strategic. It's very like, like basic, like it's the most basic form of Facebook advertising really. And it's the easiest. Yeah. It's just having a system in place to be able to touch them multiple times. And like Matt said, if she, in the beginning, if she filled out a form, like now she's getting dropped in an email sequence too. Right. So she's also going to be getting maybe a six series email sequence from you as well. And maybe at some point in that email sequence, you're going to give her an offer as well. So now you have a chance on three different retargeting ads, six different emails to be able to convert her from a lead to a customer. So you can just kind of see how once you get all of this set up in place, it's super powerful, but like none of this is possible. Like also like, when he was talking about it, like, I don't know how many of you guys are trying to get video reviews, but like social proof is the number one way you're going to be able to convert a customer, a lead into a customer. You have to like, if you guys can try to come up with a system on how you can 
Maybe it's in your email sequences. Maybe you call customers and you offer them a 20% off discount if they leave a review, a video review of your service for you. Try to get those video reviews because that's what's going to help you convert cold traffic down the road. So that's just one more thing. We didn't even talk about that earlier in the episode, but video views, like video um, reviews are huge. And so that was the ninth thing. But just to kind of wrap it up, like none of this is possible if you're not feeding the funnel at the top and you're not coming up with good content. So that number one piece where you're choosing your content, the lead magnet, the giveaway, your videos, like if that's not drawing in eyes and drawing in people, because maybe they're not submitting a thing, but maybe they click your ad and go to your website. Maybe they end up in that 30 day window where they're going to get retargeted with a generic ad. Because they don't really, they didn't really have intent. They didn't end up on a service page. They didn't end up on your contact us page. So you're just going to maybe do an about us video, just real generic, explaining to them a little bit more about what your business is about. But none of this is possible unless you can come up with that content. And you're not going to find that content right away. It's going to take time. You're not going to, and it might be multiple things, but you're going to want to find that one or two, you know, big home runs that are going to continuously drive content. And we're firm believers that a giveaway in the service business is probably going to be one of your biggest pieces of content that's going to, you know, build your email list and feed your funnel. Yeah, for sure. So start with that. Maybe just test it, try it, come up with a giveaway. But before you do anything, you have to make sure that your whole system is in place. Because if you do a giveaway and they sign up, you know, if they enter, you know, their email or whatever, and there's nothing on the back end to be able to nurture that audience, you're going to be wasting your money and you're not, it's not going to work like it should. So come up with a giveaway, but first build out your emails, find an email software, come up with a flow. And then once they, you know, build a landing page, once you send them from Facebook to the landing page and they click that email, just drop them in that nurture sequence. So choose your content. That was number one. Um, and that's evergreen. That's always going to be evolving. You're always going to be continuously. It's part of your job. So you got to just get used to it. Make sure your pixel is installed so you can retarget them. Create your nurture sequences. So every time somebody enters their email or exchanges their information for a piece of value that you provide, you are creating that bond and nurturing that relationship with them. Create your percent off sequence on your websites. If you don't have that, try to you know go to the person that built your website or if you built it, you know Google ways where you can create pop-ups on your website. It's not that difficult. Most any website building software, whether it's Wix or WordPress, they have easily integrated pop-ups that you can have on your website. Create your percent off. Make sure that if somebody signs up for that percent off that they are getting dropped in an email sequence as well so you can create that relationship. Set up your exit intent. Again, you can probably find a software um, where you can just Google exit intent pop-ups on whatever platform you're using and you'll be able to find a software that does that. Two, or the next one is create your upsell sequence like Matt talked about, whether you order estimate sheets from us um, or you have your own system that you use. Always be trying to increase your average order value. There's so, it's so important at that stage because that's where they're already spending money and you are able to increase your revenue for the whole year. So if you can increase your revenue 20% on 20% of your customers by the end of the year, your revenue is going to be a lot higher than it would on a simple task of maybe offering your services that they might not know about. So get your upsell sheets, um, your estimate sheets, or put your system in place if you have a better idea. Um, 
your post purchase flows, create your post purchase flow. So every time somebody buys from you and maybe one of your emails, like a lot of this content that you create, it can be set and forget, but it can also be used on multiple different platforms. So that video views that you got, maybe that goes in, that's in your post purchase flow. So that's one of your emails is collecting that video from them. So maybe you have an email that gives them a 20% off discount if they leave a email or a video review with you. So create some kind of sequence with your buyers after they've bought from you. So that way they don't just forget who you are and then you don't forget who they are also. So you're staying in touch with them. So post purchase flows are important. And then lastly is your Facebook ad retargeting, which we just talked about. So that is super important too. And there's a lot of ways that you can retarget them. So yeah, no, it's good. I think that's pretty good for this episode. Um, like I told you guys in the beginning, like this is one of those episodes you're going to need to listen to four or five, six times, take notes and implement. And if you guys don't know how to implement it, reach out to us. Uh, we do this for people like this is what we do for a living, but it's not cheap. So, you know, it, I hate to say this, but like to spend five, six, seven thousand $7,000 on a system, this like involved it like to a lot of people are like, that's so like, that's so much money. I can't spend that much money, whatever. But it's like, you just, you almost can't not do it. You know what I mean? Cause if you don't do it, you're just going to get left behind guys. And and I'm not saying that like, go hire somebody else. Like I would love to work with you, but that's not why I'm saying this. I'm saying this because the deeper we get into the social media internet stage, like, I don't know, like you guys are just going to get left behind. Like this is just basic principles when it comes to business marketing at this point. And it's only going to get, uh, deeper from here. And so, you know, just keep that in mind. And, and we're always open to, you know, hopping on a call or answering questions via email. If, if you're trying to do something yourself and if we can, you know, try to point you in the right direction, uh, on a quick email or something, we're always willing to do that too. So before we jump off here, um, I just want to shout somebody out, left us a, uh, a review on iTunes. Uh, Pro Clean Pressure Washing left us a review. It says, this podcast truly brings value to anyone willing to put in the effort and really listen to what's being said. I like that because everything we're telling you is super valuable, but only if you put it into motion. Like if you're just listening to it and then you get off this, this episode here and you forget about it and you don't do anything, then you just wasted 40 minutes or however long this episode is of your day. So thank you, Pro Clean you're awesome. We really appreciate you listening. And if you guys have not left us an iTunes review yet, please, please do. It would mean the world to us. Um, Mitch, you have anything? No, I mean, just real quick on that too. Like we, we do this not to motivate you guys. We try to make these episodes like with the most value possible. Um, and we try to make them like as actionable as, as possible too. So you guys can try to go out and implement them. And, you know, we're going to try to do better. Like, I mean, we're always trying to evolve and help you guys more and more, but take action if you can, or try, like at least try to go out and implement the stuff we're saying and just see if it works. Um, Cause we're not here to motivate you and there's nothing more that, you know, it can't make us more happy than getting a, maybe a review or an email from you guys saying that you actually did it and it worked. Yeah. And like for like the new guys listening to this, cause I know there's a lot of new guys. Um, and if you're not a new guy, like we're always curious, like, man, is there anyone out there like running like a $30 million company that's just like, like hiding and we don't know they exist. Like we'd like to hear from you. Um, but for the new guys out there, like Matt, like I don't have five grand to drop on something like this right now. Like that's okay. I understand. I've been in your place. So let's connect 
and let's get you set up with the basics that you need in place now with a plan to evolve as the months go on, right? Because like the reality is, is you can just say, oh, I don't have the money or whatever. But if you don't have a plan to get there, you're never going to get there. And next year and the year after and the year after you're going to be in the same boat. So cool. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this one up. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Have an awesome, awesome week. This episode of the Service Industry Podcast has ended, but be sure to check out our other episodes. Please subscribe to the podcast if it has brought you any value. And as always, don't forget to rate and review the show. Does your home service business need help getting new customers? Matt's company, Service Industry Marketer, can help. Service Industry Marketer specializes in print marketing, Google AdWords management, and Facebook ad management. Visit serviceindustrymarketer.com for more information. See you in the next episode.